Happy New Year, Bottom Nation. Uh, thanks for being here. I hope you're taking a restful day. Hope you're feeling good. If you're on the YouTube, go ahead and share your New Year's resolutions uh, in the comments. Super helpful for engagement, but also just a sense of community. And maybe if you're on the Discord, let's get some New Year's resolutions going in there as well. My New Year resolution for Maddie is to eat more pussy. <laughs> and for myself, oh man, maybe I should put this in the gay thought. I'm going to put it in the gay thought. Uh, this week, Jay McBride returns. One of our greatest stories of all time, if you haven't checked out that episode with Jay McBride and the mechanic, go check that out. Uh, but this time, you ever you ever get into a situation where your friends are like, no, no, they're into you. And you're like, are they into me? Well, Jay has a hilarious example of that on the pod this week. Patreon.com slash WHGS to support this podcast. It's really helpful. We do cameos and shit. We have live streams. We have bonus episodes. And all you have to do is give a dollar, and, and that really, really helps. So we're trying to beef that up right now. Um, Patreon.com slash WHGS and AshleyGavin.com to sign up for my text alert. I am coming to Salt Lake City, Boston, Portland, Maine, Madison, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Calgary, in Canada. Whoa, boy. Miami, Phoenix, all kinds of places. I hope you can come and see me live. It is way more fun than a podcast. I think. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great week. Happy New Year. Listener, this episode is brought to you by Helix, my absolute favorite mattress. I am getting the best sleep of my life on a Helix. And you can too if you go over and take their little quiz. Their two-minute quiz is going to match you with the perfect mattress for you. And you'll be sleeping like a baby in no time. And right now, Helix is offering 25% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash gaysex and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Right after I transitioned, there's this one, uh, actually some, a trans man. You, you know, we were hanging out all the time just because we were, we were good friends. And someone's like, you know, he's seriously into you, right? I was like, no, he's not. You know, then someone else said the same thing. And I'm like, no, he's not. Look, we, we hang out all the time. He's never made a move. And I was like, no, he is. You need to make the first move. So I start, I lean in. And he's like, whoa, I just like you as friends. And I'm, no, no. Good for shooting your shot, though. Right. Was your friendship still cool afterwards? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've already expended a lot of energy because we nearly yes. killed Jay literally as soon as we sat down. The Jay shelves are slammed her head into the shelf. And at this point, Alex, it's your fault. <laughs> um, we need to put tape on this shelf. This sh she hit the shelf and then the tour board came and crashed on her head. Um, and then and I had left coffee on the table and I was worried that I ruined your laptop. <laughs> and then the board bounced off of your head? Yes, it bounced. Off your head. Not jarring several letters uh, off of the board. Yeah, yeah, But everywhere. that's just good physical comedy. There's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think the H is embedded in my skull. <laughs> that's why we can't find it. I think it's, yeah, it's like I can feel a bump under the skin. Um, and then it hit the coffee and then we had to clean up the coffee. And, and really, honestly, all of this comes down to Alex not putting foam on the fucking yes. shelf. Or maybe... No, blaming yes. Alex feels very... Well, plus the marbles... Blaming loose. the middle class for wealth inequality. <laughs> That's right. Plus the, the marbles still loose, too. So knocking the 
Oh, it's loose? The marble's loose? Isn't it? No, my head's just really, really thick. I guess All if right. you really... <laughs> I'm honestly but, impressed by your head. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, nope. No. <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah, exactly. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> said no one ever. Um, <laughs> I'm sure your, your head is amazing, Jay. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Wait, really? I have this theory that everyone thinks they're good in bed. I just assume I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, look, all right, I've had very few uh, sexual experiences. I think y'all know. I think, I, I think we covered that last time. But don't you think time, it but... comes more from a place of enthusiasm? I'm not sure. No, I have. Okay. That's why I'm terrible. I no, have. Wait, can I ask? I'm sorry. I don't know. Are you are you dating guys? Are you dating girls? Are you uh, I, bopping around? I'm pretty much. I'm pretty open to anyone. Like I just. I don't know. Like the problem with dating someone who would date a trans person is they're usually really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, feel that, dude. Right? right? I, I really. feel that. Oh, that's falling. Like, I'll date anyone. With the, the merch no. started to fall, and it moved something else. Bottom oh, Nation? No. Bottom Nation was moving, and then it pushed this, and everything Thanks, is going to fall on your All head. right. But that's I so see. fucking funny. Yeah, I feel like like I will date any gender, any age, but if they use, like, the if you're one of these people trying to make unhoused a thing, that's it. <laughs> like, I know. Unhoused, I know unalived, any of the others. I'm like, no. This no, is a great nope, clip, nope. just by the way. By the I, I, I feel exactly the same way. Right? I've been trying to write about this, and it's just like, I sometimes I'm like, am I even gay anymore? Because like I would, I just want to fuck a bro. Right. I think I turned into Bill Maher. I don't know how that, that fucking happened. No, because I just. Ugh. It's just sort of like straight people are gay now. Like there are straight people that are gay. So much like I am infantilizing around it, right. where I'm like, bro, I'm like an adult person. Yeah. Like I'm. I don't need this weird. Like you're great. I'm like <laughs> suck my dick, dude. Right, I'm right. fine. I'm chilling. But I just want to be. Yeah. It's weird. It, it's, that, but it, that's the type of relationship I want to be in. I want to be with a woman whom I can say suck my dick, dude, too. And that's like the yes. that's the vibe yes. that yeah. we have together. Yes. Like go fuck yourself. Yes. Suck a dick. Yes. Go, like I, yeah. I. Any of that shit. I just like, I, I don't know what it is. And like, I think so many people are like, I'm an ally. And then, you know, in 10 years, they're going to marry a Chad hedge fund manager. And like, you know, and it's just like, just stop. Just stop. Any of those. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's a, that's a, that's a, I am excited to see where some of the younger queers end up. The, the like the mm. queerest people, like, are they going to end up married to that Chad guy? Right, you know what right, I mean? It, yeah, right. it's, it sort of feels like there's like. There's queer, there's like actually being queer, and then there's like the movement around and the culture around queerness. Mm. And then there are the people who are straight, but like engaging with that culture. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, in some ways, I felt like that was a little bit of an obstacle for me to queerness because I was like, well, I don't really feel like part of that culture, so I must not be queer. And it's like, no, I am. I just, the only thing I have in common is that I'm queer. Do you know what right. I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There is this thing, it's like, do we have a culture or do we just have like a sexuality and like genders and stuff like well, that? It's, it's almost very like queer pride. Yeah, like gay pride parade is like gay men and straight women. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? right. Like really, and I feel like, and it's just like, all right, all right. I just, I just feel like weird that I don't fit in to the queer community in a lot of ways, it feels like. I think that, and if you're worried about what you want to talk about, I think that's something that 
so many people feel. Yeah. And part of the reason why people listen to this podcast is to feel like a sense of community in a way that, yeah, it does feel like there's a little bit of a queer off. Right. You know, just people, mm. you know. Good old fashioned queer off. Two queers like reaching for their strap ons, like right. just shaking, shaking that's until someone yells, the good, draw. the bad, and the unfuckable. That's what, that's what this. Uh, <laughs> A tumbleweed rolls by, but it's a drag queen's wig. <laughs> yeah, well, we're in the apartment. We're having gay sex. We're having gay sex with incredible comedian Jay McBride. You have a Thank special you. out on Netflix that was produced by Amy Schumer. Am I well, I, right? I have a ten minute, a seven, seven minute clip on Netflix. But I, I don't did, even know what people are calling these things anymore. I know, I know. But I did release my own special on, on YouTube. YouTube. Okay, but it's like, is that? Yes, it's that's almost more special. like a vlog. <laughs> you know, if it's on YouTube, it feels like, uh, is that a spe- what is it special? Yeah, of course. <laughs> My special's on YouTube. All right. Well, all right. <laughs> I stand corrected. No, yeah. it is funny that the career path now is we all have to be like YouTubers who tour. Like when I was a kid, right, I wanted right. to be a YouTuber Girls who so code, bad. YouTubers like, who tour. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like, congrats, we're, we're YouTubers. Comics who vlog. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Well, it's weird how the, the like comedy has just changed so much. I mean, you know, if you think about like, 20 years ago, you know, that where like, if you were on Conan or Letterman, like that made your career, you know? And yeah. so like, ten, like before that, like Carson, forget it. Like you would be touring arenas the next week, yeah. you know, you know, like Kevin Meany or like, um, like Louis, Louis Anderson, they would all talk about these stories about how like they would go on Carson and then immediately they would just everything. That was it. Then the TV deals would roll in everything else. And then now it's like, What's the point of going on the Tonight Show? There is none. You that's know, why like stopped, really. That's why I stopped applying. It's like, yeah. It's like I can get on better bar shows. Right. <laughs> right. Like literally that. The <laughs> audience is pretty bad. I honestly. did JFL, and I was like, "This has really been helpful for me uh, getting on bar shows in Brooklyn." Right. Right. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I yeah, was I'm just like, shitting on the audience at at. Well, you know what's interesting at at, to, at the Tonight Show? I thought you meant like bar shows are more fun to do. And they oh, kind of no, no, are. I mean, like, the street credit gets you is, like... Yeah. And even that, I think, is finally starting to wane, I think, a little bit. Because people care less and less. Yeah, it's really, like, what you need to do now is, you know, you need to have a billion views across right, all your right, clips. Right. And uh, and I, I'm not being hyperbolic. I mean, like... Right, right. You know? Yeah. A billion. Yeah. And, and it's, just, it's, it's just odd. It's a very weird business, that's all, you know? Yeah, it's hell. Yeah, yeah, it's and, and it, it's it's if you if you just want to be a comedian, it's almost like this is the wrong business for you <laughs> in a weird way, you know. Yeah, um, like someone actually asked me for advice. They're like, "I'm a trans comedian. I'm really trying to get into like all the all the clubs in New York." I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> you know, like really, like you could you could start a YouTube channel you, about yes. your experience as a trans person. You could do, yeah, and you'll sell more tickets I that think, way. I think so. I think so. I think if you had a TikTok channel that that. And if you never set foot in a club, you could become successful. It's this weird. Probably easier, actually. It's probably an easier path to some extent. But then there's the balance that once you get there, you have to be good. Right. Well, and even that is debatable now. Right, right. Because the people going, they've never seen comedy. Yeah. So it's like you just have to be good enough for them to come Mm. back. Right. It is it is killing the art form, and I'm a part of it. Right, me too, hundred percent. And I mean, I still feel like uh, um, I've been hosting more at the cellar, and I feel like uh, I actually really love that what I'm doing. You know, which that part's great. But then when I, anytime I try and think about like, oh, what should I do for my career for the next step? It's like 
I don't know that I want that. You know, like yeah. I don't know that I want to perform in Madison Square Garden. You know, I've been having this you know, same, stuff like that. I've been having the same thought where it's like we we it's all like it's always posed as like the goal is to be like Kevin Hart. Like it, the, yeah. it is, and it's like there's like working class comfortable comedians making like 200k a year, which is like more than enough. And it's like you feed your family, you go on the road, you tour. That's not a failure. Like that's a great success. Right. It's a great life. And it's like not like the only way to do this is to be like a mega star doing arenas. And I've thought about that more and more too. Where I'm like, I would but love to I, have a I relative. Think the path is the same. I think those people now have to be online. I agree. Yeah. But I'm saying, I don't think we have to be so. I I, I don't know. I, I just think that's like that's a great life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. To just be a touring person that's... who's just known by your people is like great and does clubs and that's awesome and it's like i think it used to be like oh that's a step towards this thing right. and it's like it can be well not not to sound like but there is a now i'm going to sound like an ass but now that i've done bigger theaters there is a point where it's not comedy anymore there is a point of the size of the audience right right I'm not. I'm. You've done um, I, I, arenas and stuff. You've done right? like yeah. Hulu done, Theater, uh, right? yeah, Hulu Madison Theater, Square Garden, Garden five thousand, five thousand seats. Yeah. So you know, like it doesn't feel your and your style. You are like, you know, right. set up punch, set right. up punch, set up punch. And I imagine you felt what I felt, which is, oh, sometimes it's actually too fast. Yeah. For this environment, 100%. you you can't get every laugh that you could get in a club because the laughs are coming in twenty seconds after you say the joke. From and in this like big right. yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not as fun from a performer standpoint, and I don't know that the audience has as much fun, especially. When, I mean, I can't imagine no, like a twenty thousand seater like you can't even hear the joke. You have to hear that's the speaker, insane. and you're looking at the TV. Yeah, that's like a split second behind. This yeah, you know, and, and it's just it's not as like like that boggles my mind that someone would want to see that. But then, but there are like when when I was on tour with, with Amy, um, we played a couple clubs that were just. Like the, I think I think Austin City Limits was one of the ones where it just that was absolutely phenomenal and it was amazing and that wasn't nearly as big as the Hulu. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah it's it, like, yeah. I would pay more money to see Dave Attell in a club, in a club than I would. Yeah, yeah so it's like, yeah. There's some people who it's like, oh, but like John Mulaney or someone, it's like, oh, that makes sense that you would be this bigger, like Sebastian Maniscalco or something. Yeah, but it does make sense that it's like certain performance types lend themselves to certain it's, venue sizes, and that's where I'm like. Like a Doug Stanhope or something. I'm like, that level is fucking awesome. Right. I, I will say, that, oh, this is going to sound so obnoxious, I'm pretty per performery. I'll use the whole stage. I'll yeah. like run across it. And I love that. But there is a, like, if I had to compare my last show at the Denver Comedy Works, which was just like some of the best shows I've ever, this past weekend especially, like was some of the best shows that I've done in my life to the Neptune, which is an 800 seat theater. Like they both, I don't know which one was better because, but once it gets above that, once you get above a thousand seats, it's just like, it doesn't feel yeah. the and, same. And the Comedy Works is an amazing club. I mean, it's like, just yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Do you have like an ideal level of like fame or size or scale that you'd want to hit? I was not like putting um, you on the spot, but. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, like in terms of comedy, I don't think, I, I don't think I'll get there in comedy alone. Any, anymore, which is fine, but I mean, like comedy writing, I would rather, I actually, all right, this is gonna sound like a plug, but you can't buy it yet, so it's not a plug. <laughs> but I just published a comic book that I 
Like, bro. Oh, congratulations. So cool. What yeah. is it about? Um, that's so sick. I think sick. I brought one. Hold on a second. For you when guys. When is it coming but it's, out? But it's, it's out, but it's not for sale yet. Well, what you. can so, people, what do you mean it's out? Oh my God, I saw this at the cellar. I was wondering what it was, it was like on the table, I think. Yeah. Just so people yeah. can see it. Yeah, so it's, it's. I wanted to do a, a, a superhero story of a trans person, but not make it like the way everyone else does it, where it's like, oh, I'm so, my life is so miserable being, you know? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. wanted her to have personality besides that, you know? This so is that's, incredible. That's so, so fucking cool. Can I take it out? Yeah, you can have it. You can have it. Are you serious? Yeah, of course. Can we put it up on I our might, little? Hold on, you want one? Oh my God, I would love one. If you take it out, it's going to lose its I value. Have, yeah, I have two it's left. It's good condition. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> Yeah, you don't. Um, need, are you sure this is gonna? Of course, of course. Thank you so um, much. Like I'm gonna take them on the road. The back cover is so actually so fucking cool. The that's the place where I printed it. So the the um. Oh, it's so. Oh, wait cool. a second. That's not mine. What? <laughs> this is someone else's. They, they put the cover up. on it. What? Let me see what the inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they printed someone Holy else's. Shit. They Look. took the trans out of the trans comic book. <laughs> Whoa. It's like she transitioned weird. back uh, halfway through. That was printed holy in shit. Florida. Look at that's so weird. This, look at this. Is this the right like, one? This part right here is not it, but everything else is. Well, oh. is this correct? This is probably worth more. You think it's that's an ad so funny? For like another. Yeah, give me back my misprint <laughs> and sign it. Sign it now. That's a good drag name, misprint. Misprint. <laughs> <laughs> that's an awesome drag name. It's a good dys dyslexic drag name. This is incredible. Oh, well, this thank is you. so cool. But Congratulations. Like, oh, thank you. And thank it's beautiful. You. What's that? Written and illustrated yep. by yep. yours truly. That's yep. so sick. Wait, well, also can I ask you, you illustrated it? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's, that's what, so I mean, fucking cool. Uh, I God, started, your headshot is so great, too. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, I started doing it during the pandemic, and then I just started getting better and better. And I, eventually, I'll get to that point. <laughs> you, I gotta be honest, the straight versus queer straight is winning. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Wow. Sometimes. Right. Well, is this what you made before you transitioned? Because right, right, man, right. Exactly. you were exactly. way better at. Yeah, back when I had balls. Yeah, yeah. You should you should consider so. going going back maybe. Because men, everyone knows it's men. Comic books are for men. Of by course, men, of course, superheroes. of course. So maybe consider going back. Good idea. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't hurt my dating life either. <laughs> so it, just all around comedy, I'd be better. Everything. Everything. So are you, are you, are you, were you a longtime reader and enjoyer of comics? Wait, can I, I get one more riffing? Yes. And if you were a man, you could still do the trans jokes and people would love them. That's right. That's right. Because that's the, the one good thing you about. You your act at all. The one good thing about being trans, the one good thing about comedy is every straight guy can have a take on trick being trans. Uh, and they're all the same. Um, they almost talk about it more. It's, it's insane. every fucking can comic. I, can I? And I know Alex has a question, so maybe get that in. But I, I, I will say, I just watched a bunch of comedy specials by a bunch of people because I'm working on this new cohesive piece that I'm really excited about. Uh, the number of male comedians that bring up being gay in the first five minutes of their set, or have some kind of gay joke within the first five minutes of their set, is astonishing. I would actually say it's probably one of the most popular opening topics in really? existence. I mean, all of them. All of them. You mean like recent ones? Yeah, recent ones. Jesus. Shane Christ. Gillis has a gay joke within five minutes of, of his first, of his opening, of opening bit. It Maybe is funny less. because it's a bunch of stand up comedy is the perfect, uh, like petri dish breeding ground for that because it attracts bro y guys who really want to go into the arts. <laughs> so they're on stage at a theater <laughs> yeah. talking to their boys 
So they're all like, I got to address it. <laughs> yeah. But it's absolutely, I, I have not, obviously I haven't done data collection around this, but I was pretty astonished that for all they say about gay people doing all this gay material, it is a very frequent oh, opener. I, yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I feel like there's, there's some, like, I feel like a lot of comics, male comics, really wish they could still say faggot. You know, like oh, I feel like they percent. miss it that, so much. That's back what from, that's what kind of what my opening joke oh, really? is about is saying faggot and the way men laugh at it. Yeah, and it's this thing where it's like you can feel the the desire and the relief in me saying faggot for them. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's like it, they've been holding in a faggot all day, and it's as close as they get to the n word. <laughs> you know, it's really like that's it. No. Sorry, <laughs> I never thought about it that way, but I think you're right. I mean, like, because you know, no one, you know, if you can't say. I know, I know, uh, some white people have said the n word, and like, but what? in the yeah. hierarchy, faggot is absolutely that's next in line. Yeah. That's the next one. Yeah, <laughs> that's the next to become the f word. Well, actually, I, I don't know. I guess it is probably. Yeah, we might have to bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The word like R, that, like the R yes, word. Yes, you know, like yeah, like yeah. people would say, like you can still say faggot. You can't really say. Yeah, it's in a similar. It's in a. What's similar. next after that? Do you think? I think it's kill yourself. Yeah. What the? That's so fucking weird. I know. This, I can't believe this unalive I'll kill myself if that thing. It's, uh, <laughs> it's this unalive no. thing is annoying. Yeah. It, <laughs> I'm it's sorry. Like, why? It, the, well, it's me, a weird thing. It started because the algorithm censoring. Yeah, um, you didn't um, want the video get it flagged, but, but then it people talk like that in real life, but, and that's so weird. But then it reinforces this thing that this is a trigger. The reason these words are slurs is because the word itself targets a group of people who that word has been used to marginalize them. Yes, mm. the word itself is triggering because of its use. But I think but with no suicide, it's different though because margins are on the side and when you kill yourself, you're underground. <laughs> so it's sort of like a different axis entirely. Yeah, I, you're well, like vertically marginalized. Yes, like, yes. Into the dirt. Into the <laughs> so, so, so marginalized you're on the Z axis. I feel uh, like, axis. I feel like, like, I guess you're on the y-axis. And that yeah. might be a question you're asking yourself. Why, why? <laughs> I think there's some, like, like. My ex, my ex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My sex life. Take some Z's. Okay, we're done, we're done. No, I, I think like, like how many, like when, when I say to someone like, oh, go kill yourself. I don't mean like literally like, you should go murder. No one means no one it means that it. way. No one fucking means it that no way. No one. And like, that, I, that's why I like comics so much for the most part. Like I'll talk about the dirtiest, sh like I talk about suicide attempts or something like that. And there's a, one time I was talking to these comics, I was at a table and something came up in my past. And I was like telling them this story. And I'm like, by the way, you guys just, you know, I was, I was molested. They immediately said, yeah, I figured. <laughs> and I'm like, of course, of course. And, and uh, you know, it's like. Uh. But the thing is, the thing that I think is different from slurs to any other language is any other language could trigger someone. Anything. The th I was, I rarely talk about this, but I was sexually assaulted. And um, I, this is a long story, but it was on a plane and this guy offered me these cookies. And I wasn't gonna take the cookies. I'm okay. I wasn't gonna take the cookies, but then he goes, they're gluten-free coconut cookies. And for some reason I was like, it would be so funny if you're so liberal that that's where the story ended. 
We <laughs> <laughs> were like, and that was sexual <laughs> And so I ate I'm them so and sorry. they had drugs in them. <gasps> yeah. On the plane? On the oh plane. my God. And um, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't love talking about it. But yeah, when I, I, I would never, if, I am a little reminded of that when I see or hear about gluten-free cookies. But I'm not gonna run around. Sorry, was... No laugh, it's funny. It's just because you have such a really real, genuinely traumatic, like a horrible, I'm so sorry for that reason. Yeah. To say I'm triggered by gluten-free cookies. But yeah, <laughs> like most white women, I am triggered by gluten-free or sorry, I'm not sorry. That would be regular. That would be regular. That would be regular uh, cookies, not regular. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it reminds me. Now I've done a lot of work to get past that, but like you just don't know what's going to trigger a person. And I understand that people think, oh well, there are certain phrases, and it's like that's kind of dangerous, dude. It's kind of dangerous to to you're really putting the impetus on other people rather than owning your own shit. When yeah. you say a phrase triggered you and therefore that person shouldn't be allowed to say that phrase. Whereas slurs are in their own historical category. Is what I'm saying making sense? there's no separating it from the hatred and the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and story, like some stories are without a doubt triggering for sure. Yeah. And that, that's another, that that's different I feel like. Like if, some, and if someone posts like, by the way, I'm going to talk about my sexual assault. That definitely could trigger a lot of people. Yeah. And that I 100% understand it. But if you're just like talking to someone the way... And, and like you say, go kill yourself, but not mean. I just it, it really it really bothers me. It really bothers me when someone's. It bothers me as well, Jay. I, I, I'm not really sure that you're clued into my history here, but uh, it bothers me a lot. Oh, did you not hear? <laughs> Let's I move on. Is this is this better than the cookie story? It's it's. I got. Wait, oh my god. Oh, do you not know? She doesn't know. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. I got canceled for uh, telling a woman to kill herself on stage. You were on stage and you just said, go kill yourself? Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's how you talk. <laughs> you've already told you've told me to go kill myself twice <laughs> like, since we've been here. But that, and so how, Yeah, and then I slammed your head into the show. <laughs> well, As I do with wait, all trans this? women on my show. Wait, how long ago is this? Over the summer. Yeah, like July. Jesus Christ. I'm okay. Yeah. That's fucking... God, that's annoying. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's so funny. I thought that's, that's so why you were bringing it annoying. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's anyway. so funny that, that happened organically. That's how genuinely everyone does it. No, it's true. Yeah. It is a genuine part of our vernacular. Yeah. It's a part of our yes. vernacular. It's a, it's slang. I, yeah, I mean. I mean uh, also, I say it to myself when I'm like walking around my house. I'm like, stub my toe and I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill myself. <laughs> right. Yeah, me too. 100%. 100%. Yeah. But anyway, Alex, what were you going to ask? What were you going to ask Jay? And then I'm going to oh, get into my guess. Just if you were, uh, you know, big comic fan, if you grew up reading them, if you had a particular inspiration for well, media. Well, I, I, I really did. I, um, I did re read comics growing up a little bit. I think um, one of the first ones I ever got was Spider-Man, and I thought, I thought Spider-Man was such a cool character. It's this dorky teen that no one likes, but then he gets these like superpowers, and like even though he can't tell anyone about these, it, it's just like it, it's like as a dorky kid myself, I was yeah. like, oh, that's that's awesome, you know, and and um. Yeah, then I read other ones too. I think I think it was um, Alan Miller, his uh, Batman or, or not Alan Miller, um, Frank Miller's Batman was great. Alan Moore's great. Yeah, so I, I love comics now too, and I just I don't know. It's the first time there's a trans person introduced in a comic, 
it was like this whole story arc where, where she's hiding it and then she has to come out and she's like, I'm trans. And they're like tears streaming down her face. And I'm like, that's the worst fucking <laughs> representation ever. I totally, yeah. Because when bad things happen to other superheroes, like Batman doesn't cry. He like, <laughs> right. Batman, Batman had a pretty traumatic right. situation and yeah. he never cries about it. Right. He just kills people. Right, he They're, unalives them. He unalives them. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your what is like the synopsis of your? Uh, well, uh, it's basically like it's sort of a take on that whole like chosen one trope, you know, like someone's chosen to do this. Like, like Superman was like a new hope, so they sent him to the, you know, he was the one that they want. What what if uh, someone chose a child to be like this like savior, but then they grew up and they transitioned, so and and, and it confused everyone because it's supposed to be a boy and no one knows what to do. So it's that Whoa. sort of so it's sort of a take on that, you know, and everyone's just like, well, hold on, what's going on? This isn't right, you know. But um, yeah, so it, it's you know, and there's a little bit of stuff where she had a, a shitty childhood, you know, but um, but it's not. Uh, I'm being trans is not like, oh, I'm so. If only I weren't, you know. It's like she's never the one who brings it's it up. It's good because the, the the transness is in, in, inherent to the story, but it's not necessarily right. like a negative. Right. It's not the origin story. It's there, like yeah, yeah, yeah. There was this uh, um, X Men character. I don't remember who it was. It was either Quicksilver or Cannonball. One of those two. I can't remember who who came out of the closet. And like there was this one issue where like four times in the one issue he, he talked about how he's gay. And <laughs> it's like. Like, do you need that? You know, it's like <laughs> there's a shot of of him like punching someone, and he, it, like, by the way, I'm I'm gay. <laughs> right, right. Hey, girl, punching you right now. <laughs> yes, sashay away, queen. <laughs> and, and it's just like that sort of the stuff is just so annoying to me. I just, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I think that's really awesome. Yeah, Should I we... really killed the conversation with comic book talk. Thank no, you. No, 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 uh, no, 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 I think it's amazing. Did and you I... go? Oh, sorry. I didn't no, go ahead. Did you go to like art school? No. You're self-taught. Yep. Wow, that's crazy. That's so sick. Yeah, yeah, and the hard it was as hard as it was to um, draw. It was almost just as hard to learn like Photoshop because mm. you're you're using a tablet that's down here, so you're drawing down here while looking up here. Oh my god, yeah. And, and it's like you know. Yeah, that is. It's, it's almost like stand-up. It's almost like I meant to ask you this when you talk about how you use the whole stage. Like when you perform, I feel like it's different than writing jokes like telling jokes is one aspect but then you have to learn how to perform too and I almost feel like that's just as important sometimes yeah I'm one of those comedians that's like it's both and and that's why one of my favorites is Wanda Sykes oh yeah okay. I feel like the writing is so incredible but the performance is also so incredible and they feel like inseparable from one another and I was I was like a performer first. Like I grew up acting. I oh, wow. acted as okay. a child. So that part of it was like pretty organic for me. Um, but then you like get into really technical stuff where it's like your face, you know, watching tapes back of your mm -hmm. face and like almost like acting stuff where you like watch tape tape back of your mannerisms. Like I do this thing sometimes where I go when I'm like okay. unsure about something and I'll, I'll be like, oh my God, I love that. Like now every time I'm about to say something like kind of, kind yeah. of offensive, I'll stop and I'll, and I'll do that. Yeah. Or, you know, like using clicks and snapping and stuff like that for enhancing a punchline. Like I'll just watch tape back. I love that. I I, I love that. I feel like, like when I first started, I, I would barely move. Mm. Like on stage, and I would slouch a lot. Me too. Yeah, um, same. And then, like you know, I always just 
like, like cower almost a little bit. I kept the mic in the stand for the first year I did stand up. I never even took it out. Oh, oh wow. And actually the first time I took it out was when I was talking about, I tried to write some jokes about what happened on that plane and I got just really angry and I pulled the mic out of the stand and that was like one of my first times like really yelling actually now that I'm thinking about it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was big for me. Like just pulling the mic out and just yelling about something. Damn. Yeah. All right, since we're talking about trauma, I'm gonna tell you what brought up the thing about me being molested before. And it's another thing that just like, and it, I'll make it into something in a second. Um, I found out he's actually a like. You don't have to turn your anything into art right now. You can just. No, no, no speak. that's what I'm gonna talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> It turns out, like, I was... It's better have a good punchline at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. It be, don't worry. I'm going to kill. It's got, it honestly, it's got it on a live. This, yeah, bit, this bit's got it on a live. It better. <laughs> Dude, I unalived in there. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking unalived that shit. Um, um, but the idea that if you don't turn your molestation into a joke, what was it even for? That's what, I'm, that's what I was going to... Yeah. yeah. But, like, th- that's the thing. And I started to realize after this, like, maybe I don't have to talk about it on stage. You know, but I, what, what, ha- what happened is um, uh, Larry Nasser was stabbed in prison, which, thank God. Good, mm-hmm. good. Hopefully Did he, he die? I don't think so, but hopefully he'll come back every day and get stabbed again. Um, but I, So I was like, oh, maybe the For guy- reference, Larry Nasser is the doctor who molested the uh, the, the gymnast, the U.S., um, yeah, many, like many, many, many. Dozens and dozens of them. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it real, but anyway, so I Googled the guy who molested me thinking like, oh, maybe something bad happened to him. I'm like, oh, this would be great. You know, I've never done that. And it turns out he's a child photographer. Yeah, and then I went through this whole thing, like calling different police, uh, calling the SVU department, calling. It, it went. I, I made six phone calls before someone would finally take me seriously and look into this. But anyway, um, and so that just brought everything back, and and I was just just thinking, like, you know, and someone's like, oh, you know, how do you turn that? How do you turn your trauma into a bit? I'm like, I'm I don't. You know, like, I don't want to talk about this any on stage. You know, I want this motherfucker to die. I want him to be arrested. Uh, and, you know, but it's just like, yeah, sometimes why is you, that? You don't have to. Exactly. Some and things, so, lend the, I mean, I think there's a reason I've never joked about this on stage. Right. Like, I couldn't find anything funny in it. Yeah. Um, I talk about my dead father constantly. Because I think with my dad, like, I've mostly processed it. Uh-huh. And I think there are some things, like, I don't know that I'll ever really process. Right. Um, you know what I mean? And I, I, it's up to the artists to yeah. figure out what things they want to share and what they don't want to share. Right. And, you know? and it's just, I think something about comedy, you're, you get so hungry to write a great new bit. You're like, what can I use? What can I do next? Uh, you know, and and, and I, I tried doing a couple things, and then like like, oh man, you think you had a bad summer camp? And I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like, I don't need to do this. And yeah. So that's why, like, when you talk about your story, all all I could think of is like, you know, and you got how you got so angry, and it, it, it's it's like maybe you can say it in a way that's cathartic, but it doesn't have to be one of your doesn't bits. Have to be funny. It doesn't have to be funny, and you don't have to do it. Maybe you do it once, and yeah. then, then it feels good, and then I you never do it for again. For me, it was the know? gluten-free. Obviously, the gluten-free coconut cookies are just like, right. there's just something inherently hilarious about, like, you know, just being this white girl on a plane. And I'm like, I don't take food from strangers. They're gluten-free. Okay. Like, that. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. But it's not Absolutely. enough to build a bit off of. You know what right. I mean? It's just not enough to build a yeah. bit off of. Yeah. So, um Anyway, yeah, and, and, and it's probably not worth getting drugged. And uh, yeah, never mind. Yeah. Like when you go through the whole, like, 
Yeah. You know what? Yeah. yeah. Let's just, not worth it. Listener, one of the best ways to support this podcast is to come see me live, okay? It, it's a really great way to just support the whole team and everything that we do here. So get on my text list or my email list. It's international, both of them. AshleyGavin.com. Go sign up, and I'll literally text you when I'm in your area. So you don't have to hear all these plugs. You can skip right by them. Don't even worry about your city. Just get on one of those two things, and I will let you know, okay? Because there's a lot of cities coming, and i just remaking this announcement over and over again. We all think it's annoying. You do. I do. Get on the text list, you piece of shit. Listener, spring has sprung. Love is in the air, and that means you need your Helix mattress. You don't want to bring a girl home and have her crawl into your bed and feel like shit the next day, and then she takes it out on you and never sees you again. Help your boothang get a good night's sleep on a Helix mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash gay sex. Take the two-minute mattress quiz, and you'll find out which mattress is best for you. And it's no stress. You get 100 nights to try it, and there's a 10 to 15-year warranty. So don't sweat this decision. But I know you're going to love it because you don't have to take my word for it. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash gaysex and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Um, well, this week, I mean, we've talked a little bit. I don't know. What, should I do my gay sex story? Sure. Go ahead. I don't really have much. I was going to talk a little bit about, um, so I have, uh, I'm, I'm, I have a girlfriend, and we're, I have not formally announced this. I think most people just know we're planning on getting married. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah I'm really excited about it. She told me when I'm allowed to propose. Oh, Because <laughs> we were talking about allowed. That's that's not. She told me when the doors are open, we were talking like, how long an engagement do you want? And I was like, I don't mind like a long engagement, but I was surprised to hear from her that she was like, oh, I'd like to like have a shorter engagement. Like I'd like to get engaged and like plan a wedding. And I was like, okay. So uh, then I'm going to wait a minute, you know, before I ask and stuff like that. But the thing that I've always said on this podcast is I would never introduce. I got after my last relationship. My rule is that I don't introduce a girl to my family until I'm like, this is the one. Because wow, I have introduced so many women to my family and uh, they get upset. They get upset when we break up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's emotionally well, yeah, charged. Like someone, I'd be like, "Oh, that's too bad." Yeah, I can yeah. see that. And they're I like, "Well, that. now I'm friends with this person." Right. It and sucks. I can't be friends with them anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So that's my whole thing. So Jen will be meeting my family soon, and isn't it crazy that's that so she hasn't? That I is know. crazy. That's awesome. In a weird way, I've met her family. She doesn't have that rule. And at a certain point, our families will be meeting each other, and for the first time in my life, I'm doing Thanksgiving with another family. So I'm wow. going to her. I'm going to her place, which felt huge. But then I, I thought I would tell this story of the times my mother, very reluctantly, met the families of my two ex girlfriends, which I thought was pretty funny. 
Because the first time, I don't know, have you ever had a family of someone you're dating, like, meet your family? I Everyone's met everyone's family, but I don't know if the families have ever met. No, yeah. I don't know that I've ever had that. Have you ever yeah. had that? No. No. So when I was in college, my mom was dropping me off at school, and we needed to go, and, and my girlfriend at the time, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tell one, because there are two stories. I'm three year, I was three years older than my girlfriend that I dated in college. We started, I was a senior, she was a freshman. I really thought we were going to break up at the end of my senior year. We did not. And I was too much of a pussy to say, I really thought we were going to break up. So we dated for six more years. <laughs> wow. That's, uh... I had a hard time getting out of relationships. <laughs> But no, I loved her. I loved her, and and it grew, you know. So, but my intention was to break up with her at the end of senior year. Right. Then I was like, well, maybe grad school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but finally, when she graduated at the school that I went to, we throw these uh, garden parties. They call it because I went to a women's college. You know, traditionally very wealthy, like the Rockefeller kids went to where I went to college. God damn. It, and yeah, and it, it was more of. It has all these traditions that are sort of rooted in, like, not even, like, academic. Like, there was a shift with women college. It went from being, like, a place where you just send rich people, send women. <laughs> because the boys were at, you know what I'm saying? And then it, they shifted into academic institutions. So we had these garden parties. Like and the 1920s, like... Hey, fellas. Yeah, exactly. Want to know what to say? Yeah, wait a minute. Say yeah. your women, too. Like, yeah, women's gymnastics was like this. Right. Like, <laughs> you seen that footage? <laughs> exactly. These you know, teams like, are single, and, and they know how to cook. They, exactly. <laughs> so, like, anyway, we had these garden parties, and I think it got it rained, so we had to move all of the stuff into, she, you have a garden party and you, I think you would call it your flower girl. I can't even fucking remember, dude. But we had to move all of her stuff. Gay. Yeah, very gay. <laughs> into the cafeteria. And I knew that her family was coming and my mom was there helping me. I, I, I don't remember exactly why my mom was there. But I think, I think my girlfriend at the time maybe invited her to the graduation or... God, I don't even remember, but my mother is quite literally helping me decorate this Alice in Wonderland themed garden party for my girlfriend. And we were hanging mushrooms, like big mushrooms from the ceiling. And my mom knows that we are about to meet my girlfriend's family who hates me because I'm gay. And they, they know you're dating? They know we're dating, but they think like I turned her gay. So my mom, is downing tiny airplane bottles of whiskey. <laughs> Just fucking chugging, chugging. And we're trying to decorate. And I, I couldn't get this rope over this hook in the dining hall. So I attached this nail to it to give it some weight. And I threw it up over and I hit my mom in the fucking nose. No. I know, I know with the nail. She was fine. Thank God. She was fine. It was like me hitting this shelf. Yeah, it was. <laughs> We're both fine. Everything is going wrong. My mom is injured, possibly brain injury, and just absolutely inhaling whiskey. And we finally meet the other family. And it was just the weirdest experience Your of mom my- mom just drunk and bleeding. Your daughter's always gay. <laughs> she was born like that and I was born like this. 
<laughs> I guess this is not that great a story, but that was that was like the circumstances the last time that I met a fucking uh, family. Damn. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It went so, it was just so weird. I mean, they were perfectly nice to us, but they, they didn't engage us very much. We were like these two pariahs. You know what I mean? My mom's like drunk and like just trying to get through it. And we're just like, the, you know, and her family's big and I don't know, man. It was yeah, it, it was really rough. It was really rough. Damn. But anyway, not the best gay sex story from this. <laughs> no, that's a good well, story. Week. It's a good story though. I appreciate it. Yeah. I guess I have to ask, did you have gay sex this week? No. <laughs> I don't even have to think about it. Like, like you could have said like since the Bush administration. I mean, well, which one? Um, no. No, nothing new. No. The only thing I don't know if I told you this story that was like one of the one of the lands. Like I was uh, right after I transitioned, you know, I was, you know, hanging out with a lot of people, hanging out with a lot of queers. There's this one, uh, actually, some, a trans man, uh, and and we were, uh, y- you know, we were hanging out all the time just because we were we were good friends. And someone's like, you know, he's seriously into you, right? I was like, no, he's not. No, he's not. You know. Then someone else said the same thing, and I'm like, no, he's not. Look, we we hang out all the time. He's never made a move. And I was like, no, he is. You need to make the first move. That's so, really funny. That's just really funny. Yeah. So that's really fun. Like, come on. That's it's, that's right? so Isn't great. Isn't that weird? Um, but anyway, I know it's like two socially awkward people. But so anyway, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make the first move. No, so, I just love that. Probably from birth, you were socialized to make the first move. Right. Right. He but wasn't, I, right, and exactly, now you guys exactly, have to trade places. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's yeah. Exactly. So anyway, he, he goes to drop me off after we're hanging out. And so I'm like, all right, I'm making the first move. So I start, I lean in. He's like, whoa, I just like you as friends. And, I'm, no, and I was no. like, so, yes. So then from that point on, I'm like, fuck your friends. I'm like, you know what? I think I need to trust my gut more. And I've been single ever since. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck your friends. Yeah. I was, Why so, did they I, think that yes. he was into you? I know. I know. No, but I'm asking genuinely. I, I don't know why. They They were like. I, I even reached that out. It's like, you know, you were way the fuck off of this. And there's like, oh, geez. Damn. Yeah. So that's the only story I could think of that was. Uh, Did you feel not good as good as the mechanic story. No, the mechanic time. story is like but epic. That's all I got. Yeah. That I thought was interesting. I was going to say, like, good for shooting your shot, though. Right. Because at least you, like, got rid of the thing. I, You know, I tried shot my shot. Was your friendship still cool afterwards? No. Oh. <laughs> Not at all. Um, yeah, it was very weird. Very weird. So, yeah. Did it just fizzle? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I was like, I'm never calling him again. You know, I, I was like, I don't, I'm too embarrassed. How and was, he your, was What like, was the right, move that you made? Did you lean in for a yeah, kiss? In, yeah. Oh. Yeah. My favorite move when I don't it know. It was what's actually this: the hand to the crotch, like, <laughs> like a <laughs> hawk, right? Just like, <laughs> Making that, yeah. <laughs> That's my only move. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think when I'm, whenever I'm going after, have you ever, have you ever made a move on a friend? Um, not counting me. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've, uh, not when there hasn't been some discussion first, but I've a lot of times been in the situation where there's been discussion first of like, hey, we're both kind of feeling this right, and it's in the air, and then I'm the one to like break the tension, but I've never had the balls to like, out of nowhere, you know what I mean? I don't know, have you? Yeah, 
Yeah. The thing that I usually do is because I don't want to make a physical move for fear of what you just described. Right. And right. here you are today with us alive. <laughs> and scarred. <laughs> scarred. Never going to make the first move again. Ever. Oh, man. It's so embarrassing. Alex, have you ever made a, have you ever made a move and it didn't go? With a friend or just anybody? Just anybody. Uh, never overtly physical, I feel like. I don't know. Never like a kiss lean in. Never a kiss I've, lean I've in. always asked. I mean, I've just been asked, just like, can I kiss you? Yeah. I've done that. Have but, you gotten a no? Uh, no, I haven't done it often. I've done it like twice. Okay. And it was, it was like going very well every time. So uh, at least. Okay. All scenes. right, Alex, put the mic no, down. Just those two. No, times. shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, well, I I like do similar. I'll always say if I don't know, like, because you were in a situation what your friend was a trans man. Did you know if he was like what if he was pansexual, like who he was into? Um, not really. Yeah, no. that's like um, part of the hard part. A and lot I'm pretty of pretty sure he, he married a woman later on. So okay, I don't know. But <laughs> but you're like, yeah, I never spoke to him again, yeah, so I yeah. really have no idea. I don't know. It's, it's hard to see him through the smoke of all the burnt pictures. Uh, <laughs> of, the aunt, no. no, it was sort of like, like I'm sure we're still Facebook friends or something. But okay, guys, I unfortunately have to take this. Okay. Hello. And here we see the lesbian comedian in a critical part of this organism's life cycle, taking a seven minute call on freezing her eggs during a podcast. <laughs> In this pivotal stage, the ecosystem is thrown into disarray. Deprived of their food source, AKA internet clout from telling vagina jokes, the remaining comedians are forced to find nutrients however they can. They whisper ASMR into their mics, only to find that nobody can hear each other's cries. The alpha lesbian drowns them out. Its ovaries are simply too massive. At their wits end, the other pitiful comedians are forced to find nutrition from the most depraved food source. Deep-throating objects in the room. A cruel and deviant punishment. If you encounter a lesbian comedian in the wild, for your own safety, do not ask it about its bloody eggs. Take care. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, what's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? I had to take that. This is about my future children. I'm freezing my eggs. Yeah. <laughs> this is about your current child, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be funny. We're going to have to cut that down, obviously. Um, no, we leave it all in. Without sound. And then, Alex, if you don't... <laughs> you put Fast it, like, forward to Benny Hill music. Um, yeah, like Charlie Chaplin, like... It's black and white, and it's us just... If you don't mind narrating... What were you guys saying when I was on the phone? I don't know. We can hear each other. Yeah. Alex is the only one who had headphones, so we were just kind of whispering into the void. Yeah. What did you whisper? Maddie had a pretty fun, probably a pretty funny comment uh, that... Uh, it's funny. This is the first time you got to take birth control. I oh, know. Yeah, you probably thought you were going to go your whole life without having to take birth to control. I'm really not looking forward to it. I got to say. It made me suicidal. Great. It made you unalivable. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys. Sorry, I've just been trying to reach them. Of course, them. of no, course. No, no, no. I figured, yeah, I figured that's what it was about. Uh, otherwise, yeah. Yeah, otherwise, that would, but did you guys hear? I have higher than average uh, whatever. That is very cool. OMA, OMA, AMA. I don't even know. Nice. I thought it said ovarian something something, so I thought it was OMH. Oh, maybe. Well, anyway, that's my, that's my gay sex, I guess. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, there you go. Any updates for us, Maddie, on your gender or your dating journey? Oh, boy. Dating journey, I'm on field now. I will say I had a lot of chats going. I genuinely just have not had the time to go on a date because I'm like just busy cellar. at yeah, night. Yeah, 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 and it's like, all right, that's a fine problem well, listen, to have. I'm, but I am like, can you, what are you doing Wednesday? Wednesday, I think I might be at the cellar. But do you want to go to the woods? At some point, I would want to go to the woods. But I will say this: the update I have though is that I'm learning. I, hinge. I was kind of like feeling it out. Whatever. Sometimes I match people. Field. Weird little bisexual guys in sweaters. I am cleaning up. Like, they're cleaning up, Maddie. Do you think they're really bisexual? I've been hearing, I've been hearing there's some false bisexual activity in Bushwick with men. But you know, I hate to say it, that might just be my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Every man I've seen lie about being bisexual, I'm like, God damn it, if you didn't hit the nail on the fucking head. <laughs> uh, no, but I was actually like, damn, I'm actually kind of, uh, have found my little niche. Gonna, so very exciting. Find his niche? Field is fun. Wait, can I show you my field profile? Yeah. Because I think I made it appropriately slutty. I Wait, don't want to put this on the camera. When you so said I'll try the woods, not... did you mean like the woods woods or like is that a bar? Or uh, it's something? a gay, oh, like okay, it's gay mind. bar on, it's a gay bar on Wednesday nights only. Gotcha. Okay. Let me know what you think. Okay. Yep. So right away. Thirsty. Yep. Pretty That's the sluttiest picture I have. Big on intimacy. I hate you. It's true. I know, but I don't like a sincere profile. I don't know yeah, why. But on, no, but on field, it really is like list your kinks, what kind okay. of sex do you want to have? Oh, yeah. I guess and I don't want yeah, like yeah, anonymous yeah. sex. I, I guess need that's something. Fair. Yeah. I mean, like titties for sure, big titties time titties. Sure. It does look like you're about to blow somebody. Thank yes. you so much. Yes. yes. And uh, POV yeah. action. Very POV. <laughs> Here we go. Cute. You look cute. Yep. Did you take those like today? <laughs> no, I just wear the same outfit okay. all the time. You I'm really like a, do. Truly like a cartoon character. It's really <laughs> do you have like a thousand of them in your in your closet. No, I just wash them like every day. <laughs> <laughs> this is that's sexy. Thank yeah, you. you look good. Thank you. So that's that's the field. We went a little sluttier, and I will keep you updated on that. I am talking to this person. I'm not going to say it. Can I see on here? But I'll show you. I'm proud of you, dude. I am talking to this person. Ooh. So it's going okay. All right. All right. Whose name is just a very specific sexual request. Can I say it? I don't see why it would be a it's big a code deal. Word. Isn't it all code words on feed? Yeah, I guess it's anonymous. You're not showing his face. Yeah, his no. name is Peg Me. Uh-oh. And- Uh-oh. Oh my God. Yeah, okay, this, we have to that, make sure that doesn't- That ruined my day. <laughs> <laughs> because you're not into it? I. He's pretty cute, He's man. really he's cute, right? cute. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm field, I've found my little niche. Because I'm I'm really not, I haven't really been dating. I haven't really been like, I mean, one, I've been busy, but I've also just been like, if I don't have an emotional connection with someone, I have no interest in just like, whatever. But yeah, really cute. On trans No, I'm sure sites, you and Peg Me will get along. Yeah, right, Thanks. Right. On trans dating sites, like guys will, they might say like, I'm a top and a bottom, but they're all bottoms. Like 100%. <laughs> Everyone. Everyone. Would you fail. say you're more a top or a bottom? I'd say I'm more of a bottom. Yeah, me too. If I had to pick one for life. Especially if like 
I didn't have to move. That would be perfect if I like didn't have to move or do anything. <laughs> That's my sweet spot. Just horizontal. Like my orthop- orthopedic pillows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this was an episode. This was great. That was bizarre, what, everything that yes. we just made. Yes. And I apologize. But thank you for doing prop comedy. This is a good one for YouTube. Uh, and Alex, if you don't mind narrating what's going on a little bit. Okay. When uh, when you're in the edit. Okay. Uh, be, get creative. I don't care what you do. Okay. But I do want the people to know that I have above average whatever. Yes. <laughs> the people need to know that I'm fertile. That's the closest that. thing you can get to like bragging about like a big dick. That's what I'm like, saying. I have so many fucking eggs, dude. My eggs are healthy. Well, I don't really even know that. That's the least surprising thing though about you, honestly. Really? Like, I would have predicted. You think I have good egg energy? Yeah. Big, Hell yeah. Big, good yeah. egg films. Good egg right, films. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's get them out. It's weird that they have to like do so much to harvest them. I thought they just shoved in a needle and pulled them out. No, no, no. You gotta, you gotta juice them. Because they gotcha. take out a bunch at a time. That's what because I mean. only That's what... one follicle will get make the right. egg, and you gotta juice them. Right. Only one comes out at a time, but I thought they were all just like sitting there, and he was like, uh. "No, you gotta yeah. like make them grow." I'm gotcha. picturing like caviar, like a caviar yes. spoon. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a tiny caviar. They use, a, spoon. They use like a miniature cracker. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> there's a bellini. They got a bellini going in there. Um, all right. Well, what do you want to plug? I'm good. <laughs> Should we plug the book? <laughs> when does the comic come out? I don't have a link to it yet. It should be out but soon, though. I should, should have a link. Follow you. you. I'll tell you what. Follow me on Instagram. Great. Uh, J A Y E dot McBride. Beautiful. And I'm on tour, and you're on tour. Maddie T. Wiener. Maddie T. Wiener. Phone is in the bag podcast. I have a mailing list at my link tree, my bio. All right. Bye bye. This podcast cannot exist on ads alone. We would be losing money. (laughs) So please, patreon.com slash WHGS, $1. It's so much more than just listening to those ads. If we we did that, we could get ads. We could get rid of ads entirely. It would be great. And we would never have to stress about it again. Anyway, gay thought today. Jen, do you have any gay thoughts? I want to do a whole thing about prioritizing my health as my New Year's resolution. But I feel that if I say that, then I have to stick with it. And um, that feels, first of all, talking about it feels vulnerable. And also sticking with it feels insurmountable. Do you have a New Year's resolution? Get cast in things. I don't have much control over that, though. (laughs) So also insurmountable. Um, Do your dreams feel insurmountable? (laughs) Write in, listener. That's how we're doing over here in the Gavin Davis household. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope to see you at a live show. Happy New Year.